You're listening to Run, Thrive, Survive with Sierra Carter. With Sierra Carter. If you're looking for more energy, more productivity, and just an overall happier life, you're right where you need to be. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Run, Thrive, Survive. I am your host, Sierra Carter. And as usual, we are here to run our lives and not let life run us. Now, today on this Trending Tip Tuesday, I found this article. It intrigued me, so I want to share it. And that is, they are now trying to treat, um, it's in studies, it's in you know processing, making sure it's nothing bad's gonna happen, but it is in the lineup that they are treating eating disorders with cannabis or aka marijuana. And I personally, when I saw this, I was like, well, that's interesting. I mean, is there anything that they're not treating with marijuana at this point? I feel like every single thing that we're experiencing in life, they're just like, oh, let's try marijuana. But I looked deeper into this article and honestly, it goes so much deeper than that. So before we get started. I want you to throw out any preconceived notions that you have about marijuana because that's what I did. I'm not a huge fan of it, but you know what? Sometimes when you look at the actual science behind it, it makes sense. And that is what I'm going to share with you right now. The idea about treating patients with anemia or anemia, anorexia and bulimia is that there is an impaired function to the endocannabinoid system when you have an eating disorder, particularly in the insular cortex in this area where it controls how hungry we are, the taste of food, the reaction to food, and a lot of other sensory reactions we have. That's the part of the brain that controls all of that. Now, on the other hand, the insular cortex is also where the insular cortex is also famous to be the marijuana neurotransmitter system. This is where THC and marijuana will help trigger this chemical function to increase the firing of these receptors. So if you have somebody with anorexia or bulimia and this insular cortex isn't firing the right reactions, like it's not really just the chemical reactions are not helping to make them hungry because they've suppressed their system. They've suppressed a lot of different parts of their body, their brain. You mess up a lot of different things when you're anorexic or bulimic. And trust me, you guys, I've been there. Anorexia is, is awful. And you're, these receptors are not firing, so you're not hungry. People might be telling you, hey, you're starving yourself. And you're like, but I'm never hungry. It's because these receptors are not firing. So the idea is that these receptors, fire the THC and the cannabis is going to help fire these receptors and help the patients eat without having to put them on a feeding tube. Now, I got to this part in the article and I was like, all right, so we're not really just treating people that come into maybe a psychiatry office and say, hey, I am been diagnosed with an eating disorder. What can you do for me? They're not going to tell you to go smoke weed. They're actually, this is actually to the point where you're about to be on a feeding tube. You cannot help yourself. You're not hungry and you are not eating. So they're putting you on a feeding tube. I've heard from multiple nurses and um uh, different people that usually when they treat people with cannabis or marijuana, it's not asking you to go smoke it. They're actually going to give you a pill. Now, of course, there are some concerns that come with this, right? One of those concerns is the fact that THC and marijuana actually increases anxiety in patients who have had mood related disorders. Unfortunately, I can speak for myself too here. When I was anorexic, 
My anxiety was at an all-time high about life, not just about eating food and getting fat, but about life. And if you were telling me that you were going to give me a drug that increases my appetite and may increase my anxiety, so now my anxiety is terrible and I'm overeating because I'm binge, I'm, I'm, I have the munchies, I would probably spiral and lose my mind. So of course, this is giving, this is, this is given to these patients in controlled settings. It's not really just given willy-nilly, you head home and just see how it goes. It's given to you in controlled settings to see if you have this reaction or not. THC always, the reaction to THC for different people is always different. So one person cannot speak all. I'm just saying from experience. Now, of course, the other problem with treating and eating disorders with marijuana is they're showing that these people could possibly abuse the drug later. Um, a lot of substance abuse comes with people with more of the ad- behaviors related to addiction. And I'll tell you right now, when I was anorexic, I definitely could vouch that I had a more addictive personality. I would get hooked on something for a long period of time and it was like an addiction. I needed that control. And so if you're giving a substance to somebody that has maybe a control problem, very often seen with people with eating disorders, it could be abused down the road. So that is what researchers in this article are saying. Like, I know one in nine people become addicted to marijuana, but we might see a different trend with people when you have a really highly saturated area of people who have maybe addicted person addictive personalities. It really depends on the person, but that always is a concern. So they don't want to give these treatments to people and have them rely on these treatments when they walk out the door. They want to ha- give these treatments to people inpatient where they can monitor it, help them get past the need for a feeding tube, and then go ahead and teach a more healthier routines and habits to continue to eat, to get past these mental obstacles and get them out the door without having to prescribe them marijuana or cannabis. Because another interesting fact about this article is they bring up that eating disorders are not a very strong candidate for why you should have a medical marijuana card. In fact, in most states where it's not recreational, but you have to have a medical marijuana card to get marijuana or cannabis, you cannot prescribe it because of an eating disorder. So you have to figure something else out. Now, I'm not saying that's everywhere, but they made a strong point in the article that most states, you actually cannot prescribe it for an eating disorder. Maybe that's related to addictive behavior. Maybe that's not. I'm not sure. We'll probably see that change down um, in the future. Of course, we're going to see different states also make it recreational. So I guess we'll just see where we go from there. So now I want to hear from you. What do you think about this? Do you think that this is something that could help or hurt people? Have you experienced something similar in your own life? Maybe you know somebody that has been prescribed this or has gone through this in rehab with an eating disorder. I don't know what it is. I want to hear from you because I'm really curious myself how this is going to help people with eating disorders. So make sure you check that link down in my bio pod inbox. You can leave me a voice message. You can even send me a message if you go over to my website at run, or oh, sorry, at runthrivesurvive.com and you can contact me there. Other than that, that's all I've got for you guys today. And I will see you here next week on another Trending Tip Tuesday. Run your life before life runs you guys. Bye. Bye.